0: Star Wars Summon by Summit episode 2003. Today we're going to get back to The Mandalorian. Chapter 7 is The Reckoning, which features one of the funniest and one of the saddest moments to date in the show. Punch it! Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, and yes, we are a little bit behind here on the show because of this little, you know, Rise of Skywalker thing, and also because of wanting to take advantage of the numbering of the episodes, 1999 and 2002, right? So, yeah. (sighs) Such is life, but hey, because it's a daily show, we've got all sorts of opportunities to catch up on some of these things, and so today we're going to talk about The Mandalorian Chapter 7, and tomorrow we're going to talk about The Mandalorian Chapter 8, and we will (laughs) close the circle on Season 1 of The Mandalorian, at least for the time being. Today, The Reckoning, and finally, finally, we are back to the main storyline, which was particularly thrilling for me. I will say, you know, it seems like (laughs) it's a little bit odd and unnecessary to say at this point because we're a week and a half out from the drop of Chapter 7, but if you haven't seen it yet, then this is a full spoiler podcast for it, so save this for a later date if you need to, otherwise, let's continue onward with it. What we've learned from the past three episodes of The Mandalorian is that he is not going to get any rest whatsoever. He is going to be on the run with this child until he is dead, or the child's dead, or the client is dead. Or, as we find out, (laughs) maybe it's not just about the client after all, which was something that was already implied in Episode 3 anyway. But... Grief Karga sends out a transmission saying, hey, if you happen to get this, then I've got a deal for you to clear the books on all of this, so just come on home. And the Mandalorian realizing that he can't run forever, decides that he's going to explore this avenue, but not without backup. So he heads back to Sorgan to get Cara Dune, and he heads back to, gosh, uh, I can't even think of what that planet was, to get Queel, the Ugnot played by Nick Nolte. And it turns out... (laughs) that IG-11 is still alive and has been reprogrammed as a nurse droid, which is or a protocol droid and now a nurse droid because he's going to be asked to help out with Baby Yoda in the midst of all of this thing. Nurse droid (laughs) and an IG unit? Yeah, that's going to be interesting, (laughs) to say the least, right? Obviously, there's a huge trust issue here, but we'll have to see how that pans out. I'd like to think that because IG-11 is voiced by Taika Watiti, that the comedic sensibilities of this situation will take over and that he will not revert to his basic programming of being a hunter, that he will continue to maintain this <laughs> new nicer version of himself. But Anyway, so they head back to Navarro and the funniest moment in the whole season so far happens when they're attacked by winged creatures in the middle of the night while they're on their way back to town. That's not the funny part. The funny part is set up by Carl Weathers' watching Queel feed Baby Yoda, and saying, ah, oh, he's a carnivore, ha ha ha, and then after the winged creatures have attacked, and Carl Weathers, Grief Karga, has been fatally wounded, Baby Yoda comes walking over, and Grief is like, get that thing away from me, and then Baby Yoda touches him, and he says, he's trying to eat me, which was just, oh gosh, I just love everything about that moment, it was the, absolute funniest Least self-aware thing. I mean it was just so beautifully in the moment. Uh, Gosh, I, I just I love it I love it. I love it now. I will say I probably should have seen the double cross coming, but did not. It seemed perfectly legitimate for Grief Karga to be saying, Hey, if you come home and we you know, make this arrangement, I can make all the problems go away. Because I believe that Grief Karga has probably had a lot of difficulty since the Mandalorian left. And that Grief is probably trying to solve things for himself as well. But I didn't necessarily expect him to be asking the Mandalorian to come so that he could kill him and take the child and be done with it that way. I really thought... He was meaning it literally. And it turns out that once the child healed him, well, yeah, he didn't feel so good about the double cross. So he double crossed his double crossers and then got back into town. (laughs) And, of course, he was selling it a little short with the Imperial presence there. Werner Herzog was just as wonderful as ever. And... The other thing that I wasn't expecting was for Moff Gideon to show up and waste everyone. Oh man, that was definitely an unexpected thing too. I mean, did you see that coming? Because, I don't know. I mean, maybe now that he's a warlord, it's a different situation, you know. But the fact that he also knows who... Kara Dune is, Kara Cynthia Dune of Alderaan. Oh, so, you know, that carries a lot of weight. And that he knew the Mandalorian's real name, which now we know the Mandalorian's real name, Din, Din Djarin. So the D is silent on the last name, Dinjarin, And we finally got to see... The full scene of the Mandalorian's flashback, which pretty much ended as we expected with that battle droid about to kill Baby Din and then getting killed itself. And it turns out that it's a Mandalorian who killed the battle droids and a bunch of Mandalorians showed up and that's how he was adopted into the Mandalorian culture, creed, uh, (laughs) sect, however you want to put it. And then, of course, there's the heartbreak of Quill getting killed at the end of this episode, and Baby Yoda getting snatched up like a sack of flour. Uh, Yeah, that was a perfect cliffhanger for the end of the seventh chapter of The Mandalorian. And, obviously, Chapter 8 has already come out, so we know how things turn out. We're not going to talk about that just yet. We're going to talk about that on tomorrow's episode, but there was one actually two new bits of Star Wars lore that were introduced in Chapter 7 of The Mandalorian that I want to address specifically, and I'm going to do that with you after the break. Stay tuned. So, all the way back to episode one, there was a little bit of something that got people thinking possibly Baby Yoda was a clone. And the reason why is because Dr. Pershing was wearing a patch on one sleeve that had the letters I-L, or what looks like the letters I-L on it, stylized in a different way, but similar to a patch worn by the young clones in training that we see in Attack of the Clones. So... It was posited that maybe he was a cloner and that maybe Baby Yoda was somehow a project of his. Or maybe that they wanted to take this baby and clone the baby. Anyway, the cloning thing comes up again in Chapter 7. And The Mandalorian suggests a theory that Baby Yoda is a, quote, strand cast. Now, this is a new term in Star Wars canon. And it's actually given in title case in the closed captioning. So, it's a thing, it's a specific thing, and if you try to dissect it just based on the words as presented, strand, like maybe a DNA strand, and a cast, like a mold, for example, so maybe that's a term that they've come up with for cloning in a different fashion. I don't know why they wouldn't say cloning, but Quill comes out with a statement that's a little bit surprising. He says he worked in gene farms and that is not actually capitalized at all, so it's a sort of generic thing, but that he worked in gene farms, that gene farms are actually a thing. And Quill's Conclusion is that he doesn't think Baby Yoda is a clone or genetically modified organism of any kind because he looks too evolved and too ugly. Which is a a fine how-do-you-do coming out of the mouth of an Ugnaught, but, you know, (laughs) such is life. But maybe this strand casting business is a new kind of cloning technology, which suggests that... Maybe you and I should talk about cloning technology in a future episode and figure out just what's happened in cloning technology in the years since the prequel trilogy. But yeah, we'll leave that for another time. For now, I think that's going to do it for our conversation about The Reckoning, which is Chapter 7 of Season 1 of The Mandalorian. And as mentioned earlier, we'll talk about Chapter 8 tomorrow. But for now, that'll do it for today. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.